I find this my funny man. This one ain't supposed to be up here. Sometimes I sit alone, I pray to myself. I don't say much, I just stay to myself. In the game, mine, like I paid the reps. They say it take money to make money. They never lie to make money, dropping fries. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Greater Than Yesterday podcast, man. This is your boy, Zachary Tanner. We got some special guests in the building today. We got my man, Ross, 51 Ross, um, graduate of North Carolina A&T State University, played on the football team there, but he is an all-around great guy. Later on, we got Gabby stopping by the t- from um, HCW. Um, she has a event going on at Entrepreneur Expo on July 27th that you definitely don't want to miss. They're giving away a $500 um, grant to any entrepreneur. It is free to attend, and Chef Dave is going to be there with free food, so you definitely don't want to miss out. Um, we got uh, a special guest coming through the building later on, Jalen Ward, um, Jay Ward Photography. He is um, a photographer from North Carolina A&T State University, graduated um, from there with his undergrad degree and he just got his master's in biology um definitely somebody you want to check out his photography is dope um but right now um let me introduce my man art to the people man um y'all know what it is yo what's good everybody yo what's good everybody happy sunday hope y'all having a prolific day man hey we just want to talk to y'all about entrepreneurship and kind of just expanding y'all's mindsets man i know everyone gets so used to let's just go to school let's get this degree and the bread is guaranteed and it's not guaranteed You know what I'm saying? Like, just because you have a piece of paper that has your name on it that says you are certified and you have a a certificate that says you are educated does not mean that you are guaranteed any amount of money, that you are guaranteed any sort of lifestyle or quality of life. So what we are here today to talk to you about is expanding your mindset and shifting it into more so of what can I do today that my future self would thank me for? And what is something that I can do to establish my legacy that I will have passion in? And what does passion mean for me? So I'm gonna pass it to uh, the biggest, the biggest noob I know with the drip, the biggest boss, Ricky Rose, from hell and from Atlanta, Georgia, specifically Greensboro. Throw your area code up. Uh, I'm gonna pass it to him. Good evening, everyone. Happy Sunday. It's your boy 51 Ross, aka DeAnthony Vincent Ross, on this guy, man. It's a pleasure and a blessing to be with. Mr. Zachary Tanner, man, I've been begging to be on this podcast, but keep it hot. Um, I'm just going to get right into it and be transparent. Uh, I just got this big boy job that I've been begging God for, um, and I've been praying and saying, God, please put me in a predicament to where I can make more money and be like, I guess, the rest of my peers, to where everybody has that big corporate job. I think they're doing well on Instagram, or they seem like they're doing well on social media, but in reality, I don't know what the hell they got going on, but... You know, everybody in our millennial and our social media time, it's kind of hard to not look at it, be jealous, or be anxious at the same time. I got this job. Third day, I already knew, God, I'm not no nine-to-five-ass nigga, man. This, 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 this is not what I'm supposed to do. Um, and it was like, I don't know if you're giving me a test to say, like, stay, and I'm going to see if you can handle the pressure being there, or you push me to, like, see, this is a song that you're not supposed to do. But you know that now. Now you can elevate and hone in on your passion and your talents and your skills. I'm going with number two <laughs> because uh, I don't think he's pressured me to stay there. Uh, I don't think he wants me to excel and become a 10-year, 15-year, 25-year veteran at a state job that has great benefits. That's fine. But I'm not trying to work for a retirement check. I'm working to be happy. 
I want to provide for my family. Even though I'm an only child, just me, two parents, and a dog, my sole goal is to make my parents happy and proud. Is to be like, we raised a great son. He did his job. We can lead this earth being happy, be like, that's our baby boy. He's going to be okay. He can handle all his bills in hell. He's happy doing what he loves. God put me on this earth to talk. And it's burning through my soul and my head and my my whole body. I feel like freaking Goku in this bitch because I'm trying to go insane on these niggas because I'm, I feel like my personality should be global. I feel like I should be famous. I could be on a rapper flow like the baby, an upcoming rapper, but I'm not a rapper, but I have that personality where I should be networking. Um, I should be meeting people out of this world and my face should be everywhere. And I feel like my voice is going to take me to those heights. I just got to keep praying, try to calm down at the same time because I'm so eager and anxious though. But this fire, oh my God, I, I thank God for it because I've been, I haven't been hungry in a long time, probably since high school. So being this hungry, I know I'm about to go chase this bag, secure it, and God's going to use his voice for, hey, for the man, best. Um, I really want to talk about what Ross first talked about in seeing the Instagram. And I really want to be transparent as well because when I first, when I was a junior in college, bro, um, I saw a Teach for America poster. And I didn't want to be no teacher, but I did want to give back to the black community. And I did want to teach black youth because I figured I only had a certain amount of African-American male teachers in my life. So I wanted to be that for the other person. But say that to say, I saw the salary and I was like, yo, they make 35000 as a teacher. I'm a college student. I don't even know, really know. I know 35 more than what I'm making now. I'm not making no money now. So I'm thinking 35, I got a salary. I'm secure. And then what I realized, what, I, what was funny is once I graduated, I was like, yo, I got a job. My counterparts are looking for jobs, but I'm secure, right? And then I started looking at how much it costs to actually have a rent. I saw how much it costs to actually have cable, lights. Um, water, food, and then you realize, yo, you young, you got people your age, they trying to go out, okay? And then you realize, yo, the salary that you wanted, you never get paid for the amount of work you do, and then the salary that you thought was going to give you so much really didn't give you as much as you thought it was. And then when you start comparing yourself to people on Instagram, you see like somebody says, people always post their successes. Nobody really posts, you know what I'm saying, their failures. Nobody posts the fact that they had to work on the same thing seven years before they blew up. They didn't show you that they had to sacrifice time with their family, time with their best friends, time doing things that they love to do to actually focus um, and put their uh, effort into one thing. And I'll never forget the, the founder of FUBU. Um, he was doing an interview, and he said, yo, his friends were on the block, and they were making fast money. And when they were trying to make him pursue it, he was like, nah, I'm about to go design these hats. And all he was doing was sewing stuff on hats, which sounds ridiculous for real, for real, when you think about it, like, you about to sew some hats, but we making thousands of dollars a day. But now he has a multi-million, almost billion-dollar corporation, or mine. Let's say his mind. His mind is worth billions of dollars. Um, because Eric Thomas says in his in the speech, he said, if you took everything away from him today, he'd still be able to make a million dollars again because you can't take away what's in your mind. You can take the money, you can take the properties, you can take all the assets, but you can't take what's in your mind. Um, so I'm appreciative, uh, Ross, for you speaking on that because I found myself in that trap when I was 22, trying to get the quick money, trying to 
chase the idea of security. But what really showed me in this past year is that nobody is secure because everybody wants a government job, a good government job with good benefits. But the federal government just shut down not too long ago, and people didn't have no money. And people be like, yo, th this is what I hated when that whole situation took place. People was like, yo, you better come to work or you're going to get fired. But really, when you think about it, your job today, if they was like, you're not going to get paid for two months, you can't tell your, your, your apartment or your, your mortgage, yo, I ain't got it for two months. You know what I'm saying? You can't tell if your wife just had a baby, you know what I'm saying, we need some food, oh, yeah, I ain't going to have it for two months. What, how does that work? You know what I'm saying? And I hate the fact that, like, we as people are so driven by fear instead of passion. Because, like, you can, I can, I'm about to pass the art right now, and I'm going to give this example. People would be scared out of their parents to jump out of a plane, but I guarantee you when you jump out that plane, it's free. That feeling of freedom, that liberation. But going up there is scary, but when you jump, it's liberating. So most of the things we keep ourselves from, we keep fear, we let fear keep us from our liberation. So, all right, talk about that, man. No cap. No cap. Jumping out of plane is pretty peaceful. Um, that's 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 probably one of the most time, one of the most peaceful times I've been in my life. Uh, just floating in the air, um, being that close to God. But I mean, everything that was said, you know, ultimately I agree with, and I have that burning uh, desire and question in my mind as well. You know, how much are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to sacrifice? Who are you really going to be right now? I don't I don't think we focus on. Who, we're, who we are, we focus on who we're supposed to be. And that definitely drives us all the way to um, that route along Fear Street, Fear Road, Fear Avenue, instead of focusing who are we and how can we capitalize on that. Um, and so, you know, based on what Zach and Ross were saying, it's some pretty pertinent things. It's pretty pretty vital, you know? What is it that you feel like that you, you see when you look in the mirror? How do you envision yourself? How do you... How do you speak to yourself? Um, just like he was speaking on my man who, who who established the brand FUBU and all these other amazing corporations and things of that nature. It's all about self-image. It's all about self-talk. And ultimately, if you don't talk to yourself and convey yourself and you don't have the fortitude and discipline to to act upon the, the, the gifts that you want, then nothing's going to come into fruition. Coach Lynch said on his book, he recently said that, or he published a book recently, and what he said was, he said, when you have a vision, it's your, obliga it's your obligation to act upon that vision. The, the more time that you wait on not putting action into that vision, the more time that vision becomes fuzzy. All right? So that, that vision becomes fuzzy, and ultimately it's going to become distorted, and it's going to become irrelevant, and you're going to lose the vision. So it's just like if you are um, my LB, uh, Chris, he sells life insurance. You buy life insurance, so you invest into it. When you're young, in your 20s, it's going to be cheaper. The, the older you get, you pass 30, okay, let's put a little bit more $1,000 on there. All right, the policy is still uh, attainable. You get 40, 50, okay, now you can still attain that same policy, but it's going to be extremely more that you, because you waited so much. You, you're, you're 20 in good health, but when you're 50 and 40, you may have cataracts or you may have glaucoma. You need some type of health insurance, and now you have to invest more into that. So with that being said, when you have vision, and your eyes and your vision is it's 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 very clear how are you going to act upon that it's it's specifically your obligation Ross said God put him on this earth to talk so what are you going to do to ensure that your gift your vision your 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 skill set is put out there because it's specifically given to you and Ross said 
um, that it's burning so much in him that he wants to act upon it because it's reeking. And hold on now, big fella. It definitely is reeking. I smell it on you. You, you know what I'm saying? The pores are definitely open, but it's really, it's really so much about that step one. Number one, awareness. I recognize this within myself. All right. I, I recognize that I'm different. All right. I recognize that I want to do something. I want to contribute something with, from within me and put it out. All right. So I plant the seed. Step number two is planning. All right. So I went ahead and planted the seed. Now I'm going to water the seed. All right. I'm, I might put a seed down. It may take 100 years for the sequoia to grow. I may not even see the results, but my family will. So I'm going to go ahead and plant this seed. I'm going to water it. Step number three is execution after you plant it. How are you going to execute? And just like Zach and Ross were saying, people post all their successes and their achievements on Instagram, but they don't post their failures. Even after step three, when you execute, there is still room to fail. There is still plenty of room to fail. And just because you fail doesn't mean the execution isn't working. That just means that you need to take a takeaway or a lesson, re-execute, re-establish, re-strategize, and then execute a different way. Um, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan... LeBron James, doesn't matter who your favorite basketball player is as far as the GOAT conversation goes, but each and every one of those individuals came into the league. They were the first one in the gym. They were the last one in the gym on their respective teams. Kobe came in. He thought he was a phenom, just like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan came in straight out of college. LeBron came in straight out of high school. LeBron came in. Everyone was roasting him on his jump shot. Kobe came in, his first, very first basketball game in the NBA, he airballed his first jump shot. Michael Jordan came in, and they, say, they were saying he's too young. All these different individuals are champions, and they are notable icons in our culture. The, the bottom line is that they put in the execution after planning on what their vision was given to them. They, they had times that they succeeded and achieved. They had times that they failed. The point is you have to know how to envision yourself what to envision yourself in and know what your passion is. So with that being said, I'll give the, the, the question to the floor. What is passion? To you specifically, what is passion? What do you define that as? Whatever you want to say it is. Rose, Chili, Jalen, what is passion? Man, I had to jump on this podcast. I've been waiting for this podcast right here. This is Chris Bill. This is the sound audio engineer for Greater Than Yesterday podcast. And uh, one word, man, jump. I, I was just talking to um, one of my fraternity brothers uh, today, and I told him I jumped. I jumped a long time ago. When I did that, it doesn't matter uh, the consequences or the sacrifice. It just matters that I jumped. Uh, let me ask everybody in the audience, like, if something was happening to your mom right now, it, it wouldn't matter what you would be doing. If you was at school, if you was taking a test, and someone you got a call, Lord forbid you got a call, and your mom needed you, it don't matter what you was doing. It don't matter what type of pain you in, how you feel, and she needed you, you will be there. Right? Snap, oh, snap, right? That's that's passion. That's passion. That's passion. That's passion. Because that means no matter what you, 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 you say, or what's happening behind me, or what's happening beside me, what's happening above me, down, my passion is I have to get it done. It doesn't matter the, sick, the, the situation. So we don't use excuses. We don't use what's going on. We don't use any of that because at the end of the day, you got to use your passion as your mama. Wow. <laughs> your passion is your mom. And like, like uh, Arthur said earlier, you may never see it. That's what it's about. Like I know a lot of people think I'm more financially money-driven, but I'm legacy-driven because it's not even about me. So that's the reason why I got to do it because it's obligated. I'm obligated to do it. I, I, it, was, it wasn't a decision of, Chris, do you want to do it? No, I don't. It's not if I want to or not. 
I'm obligated. When I seen my grandma on that ground, man, I knew I was obligated. Because I had those long conversations about everything that I'm doing now. And it feel good living this life, but it's, it's, it's the freedom. And I told them I want to get the family free. And, and family is not blood. You know what I mean? Family. You know, what's around you. It's a new thing I'm saying. Protect your energy, right? Just real quick, let me say something. What Chris said, I, I watch a lot of podcasts. Obviously, we do our own podcast. I think we need to feed ourselves, right? Feed ourselves mentally. And I know Ross and Zach and Jalen do that as well. And Chris, something that YG said recently. YG just released a new album, in case y'all haven't seen it. Uh, I think it's a great album. Me and Zach listen to it. It's called For Real, For Real. Go support YG if that's one of your artists that you like. YG said in uh, The Breakfast Club to Charlemagne, he said that people were saying things to him like, um, oh, man, your album is done great. Oh, man, your, your, your clothing line, your merch is going great. And YG's response to his homies are, I know, it's supposed to happen. And not to sound arrogant, not to sound cocky, but YG explained, he said he believes in God and he understands, that's it right there, he understands that when things go right or things go wrong, he's always going to come back on top because God's got him and he's know that it, it's supposed to happen. And everything, the, the book of Romans says that God used everything for those that he loves to use connectivity and use it for your good. So basically everything that happens in your life is directly linked and tied and connected and is going to be for your good to your purpose. And so YG's response to if someone says, Zach, man, the podcast is it's taking off. We got a radio spot for you. We got some the, the amount of things that people will speak into you. It's supposed to happen because Zach already spoke into himself. So I'm not telling you how to respond to people. Be humble, modest, cocky, arrogant, braggadocious, however you want to be. But just know that it's supposed to happen regardless. If you envision it in your mind and you speak to yourself and you speak to those who plant into you and you're prolific, it's supposed to happen always. To talk about the family situation, um, I don't, I haven't been in my Bible a lot, but I remember a passage where um, Jesus is talking to a crowd of people and somebody comes up to him and is like, yo, your mom and brother outside. And he was like, yo, this is my family here. Like the people who are investing in me, the people who are pouring into me, the people who I'm pouring into, that's my family. You know what I'm saying? You can have some of the biggest doubters and critics in blood-wise, but the people who don't know you, the strangers, the people who see your stuff and like, are like, yo, you're doing it, or the person who is really close to you, the person who's believing in you, that's your family. You know what I'm saying? The people who want to see the best for you are your family members. Just because a person made a good um potato salad but they don't never you know what i'm saying support your dreams or goals that ain't your family and i'll give you a a, a little a little uh, example i had somebody um like hit me up like yo 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 i need some merch i need some merch like i need some merch finally got the merch yo i got the merch for you no show Not a word. but i can't be mad at that you know what I'm saying? Because at the same time, there's somebody the, somebody in the same day bought some shirts. You know what I'm saying? I can't be mad at the people who don't support. I can only be happy for the people who do support and know that, yo, they're supporting. And I know, like, that for every hater that you have, there's going to be at least five people that love you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can look at any YouTube video that you love, and you'll always see, yo, it's a lot of people who didn't like this video. But it's even more people who like the video. You know what I'm saying? Like Larry Brown told Michael uh, Allen Iverson, there's going to be thousands of people who hate Allen Iverson. But there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people who love him. You know what I'm saying? You got to play and you got to live for the people who do love you. Like you said, it's the people who you are obligated to support. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's got to be the grind. I'm going to let Jalen hit the passion joint. We're going to let Ross go first. We having a little technical difficulties. They trying to get right. No, nah, but um, Chris, um, to go off what Chris said, definitely I think he hit all the all the key points with um, just the definition behind passion and how you can use a figure such as your mom and relate it to your drive and um, and pursuing pursuing anything that you put your mind to. So I actually like that. I actually like that's probably the most perfect way you can put it um, in relation to how you how you would go drop everything if something, God forbid, was to happen to your mother. Um, and then the same thing with Arthur as well. So um, I totally agree. I totally agree. I don't have really a different perspective on passion because passion passion is it's, it's a lot of different things, but it, it comes down to one thing, which is going for something that you have this strong belief in and um and within yourself so um yeah no definitely and and if you don't have passion towards something and i think that's just a self-reflection you need to look on upon yourself and to just see you know is there something that you're missing because it could be something that you haven't exposed yourself to um yet but you know that's that goes hand in hand and going out and exploring and seeing things and and doing things outside of your comfort zone and being able to just uh just drop that shield that you have and just try new things you know this is my first time being on a podcast you know and um like stuff like that. These are things that'll open me up to more things and seeing my brother Chris uh, do engineering stuff on a computer and seeing uh, my brother Arthur doing amazing things and supporting and, and just the way he has a way with words and same thing with Zach, the way he handles his business and same thing with Ross having that strong belief and him being, a, it's so motivational to hear somebody speak and be one thing that I love about this guy Ross is that he doesn't mind letting people know his struggle and putting it into a motivational factor that he wants to, what he sees for himself. And he knows that it's a generational thing because it's not just for himself. It's to let other people know that, hey, I'm going through this thing, but I'm going to get through it. And y'all can do it as well. So this is it's more than just us. I mean, like, you know, everybody said it in the room. is is more than just us. And I think passion just goes it just goes away beyond of what the ideal definition behind passion so um, one thing that I, i've noticed since being out of school man and um talking about entrepreneurship but also talking about the corporate world man nowadays you got to create your own avenue man um take the road less travel and i know this and it's not their fault but the past generation our parents and the parents before us i understand why they're so like job oriented because back in the day th that's the only thing they could do you know what i'm saying you gotta think our father's fathers or even father like third generation of, uh, behind us they couldn't even be doctors and lawyers you know what i'm saying so they had to aspire to that then you know what i'm saying our father's father's grandparents you know what i'm saying that was still segregation so even if they wanted to be a doctor or lawyer there was only a few people that actually were allowed to go to like the top schools. You know what I'm saying? That's why HBCUs were created. And now you got people who now that have the opportunity to go to those schools. Now 
some of us actually don't even aspire to do it no more. You know what I'm saying? You got people who really don't even aspire to go to school. But now, in today's generation, you actually have to create your own wave. Like, everywhere you look, when you wake up in the morning, there are thousands, tons of thousands of people who are selling stuff. Everything you need is being sold to you. Life insurance being sold to you. Health insurance being sold to you. Dental insurance being sold to you. Um, the chips that you want being sold. The drinks that you want being sold. And people look at, especially in our community, yo, why the Asians got that? Why are they taking over our communities? But you got to think, I remember Dr. Monroe, he was a pastor. He passed away in an uh, uh, airplane accident. He said, the Asian community don't have a word for problem. The word for problem in their language is opportunity. Wow. When black people see something, we say, yo, we got a problem. But when they see something, they have an opportunity. When they move to a new community, they don't look for jobs, as we do. When they move to a new community, they look for businesses that they can own. So you got to think, if you moved into a black community tomorrow and they didn't have a corner store, would you complain that they didn't have a corner store and say this is a problem? Or would you create that corner store to be the opportunity for your children's children to be financially stable and free? So if you're no longer looking at things as problems and looking at them as opportunity, what are opportunities? Going across seas and creating sandals for people who don't have shoes is opportunity. Why? Because if you can sell a sandal for a dollar and it only took you 15 cents to make, you're going to be a billionaire soon. Just think about Nike. It cost them daggone five, fifteen dollars, probably thirty in max, to make a daggone Travis Scott one and ship it to the United States. But it's sold for $160 or $220. If you can flip your daggone investment three, four, five times on a dollar, why can't you do that? You know what I'm saying? Why can't you be the black person that starts a bubblegum uh, a bubblegum joint? Why can't you invest in a uh, a vending machine? Why can't you? Inv- I got a homeboy right now. Just create, starting his own car wash. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's everything you can do. There's nothing that you can't do as a person. The only thing it's going to take is fo- focus. It's going to take patience. It's going to take that passion, sacrifice. But at the end of the day, that sacrifice is going to pay you so much more in the long run. Except, you just got to take it. You got to jump, like Chris said. I'm really just about to piggyback on, honestly, what everybody said. This is what has been on my mind while everybody was talking. Reading my new book, uh, Joe Osteen, This Your Time. I haven't read a book since high school because it was mandatory. Reading a book for meaning and confirmation and understanding is a beautiful thing. Pick up a book. But anyway, um, reading that book, I learned a lot about myself. And the main message I really got was walk by faith and not by sight. I'm not seeing the results as fast as I want to, and that's the part that's eating me up. I'm letting my emotions get the best of me because I'm not seeing everything that I want all together. I'm seeing, you know, like I said earlier about social media, I'm seeing everybody, I guess, get in their bag and get in their internships and do this, that, and a third traveling. I'm over here like, dang, what am I doing with my life? I'm like, boring. My life suck. I ain't even really, you know, into this stuff, but walk by faith and not by sight. It ain't about anybody else. It's my journey. Can't nobody else be D'Anthony Vincent Ross besides me. I can only stop myself. I can only push myself. I got brothers. I got a. I have a great support system. I shouldn't be complaining at all, to be honest. Uh, from my parents to my line brothers to my football brothers, God got me. He got me in the palm of his hands, for real. I could be well, you know, homeless. I could be back home with my parents. I could be doing a lot of different stuff. 
but I'm doing well. I'm doing great, and I got to speak that more into existence. And that goes on to my next thing. Speaking, Art's been telling me this probably since I met him. They're planting the seeds, speaking, changing my attitude and changing my mindset. I really have to hone into that because I do. I'm, I'm so blunt and so raw and uncut. I do speak a lot of negative into my life or maybe into others. Who knows? But I need to start speaking more positively, saying, like Chris said, I'm destined for greatness. I'm destined to be successful. I have to leave a legacy. That thing, when he said it, that meant, that meant a lot to me because it's not even just cliche. It's real. We are doing this for other people, for the community, our future sons, our future daughters, whatever. Our parents did their thing. We, it's our time to do our thing so we can leave a legacy, hone into that, a legacy for our children, grandkids, etc. We're obligated to do this. We have to do this so we can, not for us, but for them. Because they're going to talk about it and say, like, remember he busted his ass and he got to where he had to do and he sacrificed, he risked it all for us. So now they're all better off living versus how we are today. But main, main thing about my message is walk by faith, not by sight. Leave a legacy. Give it to God. Let go and let God. And just do what you got to do so where you got so you can get to where you got to be. All right, y'all. This we actually got Gabby coming in. She's here now, so um, we are going to transition to uh to listening about the HCW um, Entrepreneur Expo. Um, thank y'all for tuning into the Greater Than Yesterday podcast, man. Today we have a special guest, um, Gabby Head. She is here from Hello Corporate World. Hello. She is doing a uh, Entrepreneur Expo on June 27th. July 27th. July 27th. 27th July yes. 27th. Um, she is here to talk a little bit about her uh, event, so uh, check her out. Hey, guys. So, yeah, my name is Gabby. Um, call me G, Gabs, Gabrielle, you know, whatever floats your boat. Um, so I am the director and founder of Hello Corporate World. Um, that's at HCW dot underscore underscore on Instagram. You can also follow me on my personal page at rated G, R-A-T-E-D-G underscore underscore. Um, so the purpose of our company is really just to enrich and embrace and support the um, young black professional community. Um, so this summer, one of the things we're doing is hosting our first event called the Entrepreneur Expo. Um, it's going to be on July 27th in Greensboro, North Carolina uh, at Studio 503, which is 503 East Washington Street in Greensboro um, from 11 to 3. And we are going to have a lot of different aspects to um, for you guys to connect with each other and just learn about, you know, how what it is to be a black entrepreneur in um, 2019. So uh, we're going to have a discussion panel with with several different um, millennial uh, black entrepreneurs um, in the area, in the North Carolina area, talking about their experiences and just having, you know, a dialogue about what it takes to sustain and maintain a business, you know, in America as a black person today. Um, then we're also going to have DJ Roxy GJ in there, hosted by um, Tremaine Simpson and um, Carrington Walton. Um, and then after that, we'll have a couple special guests. We're looking to have a... Um, someone to specifically have a dialogue about establishing credit or acquiring property. You know, we definitely think that's something, um, you know, the financial aspect of business is very um, important, but it's not something that we necessarily learn in college. Uh, so we're going to have people come and talk about that. We're also going to have several vendors there. Um, right now, just to go off the top of my head, we have 
uh, Young's Cured. We also have um, Kai's Candles, uh, Slaytoven. We have Reclusive as well as Chef Dave that will be catering. So it's not it's catered, so it's free, y'all. So come out and get y'all food, get y'all plate. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. Um, also, one thing to mention at the end, we will be giving away a five hundred dollar grant to a young black entrepreneur. So um, if you're interested in this, there's just a couple qualifications. You have to be 18 and between the ages of 18 and 35 um, by the day of the event. Um, you also have to be African-American, of course. Um, and uh, you just have to apply via our website. Um, but if you just go into my um, Instagram, which is at rated G underscore underscore on, on Instagram, or you go to our um our business uh, profile at hcw dot underscore underscore. Um, we have a link there for you to apply for the grant if you'd like to, as well as um, get your ticket to attend the event on the 27th. So anybody, whether or not you're applying for the grant or not, uh, you have to register, get your free ticket on Eventbrite. Um, like I said, the links are in our bio. So if you're interested, definitely do that. And we hope to see you there. All right, all right. Definitely come out and support. Again, that is July 27th from 11 to 3. Um, again, if you are an entrepreneur, you definitely need that grant money, that $500. And come definitely get a plate from Chef Dave. I know his food is amazing. I was looking at the IG yeah. last People night. Very excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. come check out the vendors and definitely hit Ga Ga Gabby up in the uh, IG DM if you want any more information. Mm -hmm. um, and follow uh, HCW uh, yeah. Instagram. Yeah, all do right. that. Um, she's got a flight to catch, so we're going to let I her get do, out of here. But I'm so glad that um, you guys let me come up here and talk to the people. So definitely enjoy my time. Love what you guys are doing here. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So uh, check it out. Just real quick, uh, if you can leave us with one thing, one uh, you know mantra that you have or one thing that you use for motivation, one word, one phrase, whatever it is for your uh, your business, Hello Corporate World, leave it with us. Mm. I, uh, I don't know what it, exactly to call it, but I'd say like, it starts with us. So prosperity in the black community, whether that's relevant to economics, you know, financially or, you know, mental health or anything, you know, it starts with us having that dialogue. It starts with us collaborating with each other. You know, I, I wholeheartedly believe that we were put on this earth to love and to serve. Um, and I think that's one thing that the black community could do a little better is, you know, just be a shoulder to one another, you know? So yeah, just, um, it starts with us. The change, the 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 change for the good starts with us. Yeah. There you have it. There you have it. Hey man, since we're talking about entrepreneurship today, man, we actually got another special guest today. Um, Jalen Ward, um, the founder, CEO of the photography band, brand, J Ryan. J. Ryan Photography, man. He uh, started when he was at A&T State University when he was a student, and now he has graduated, got his MBA in, I mean, not MBA, but Masters in Biology. Um, and young, he's going to talk to us a little bit about his uh, journey in uh, entrepreneurship. Yeah, so um, basically I'm going on, going on about four years now, um, next month. Um, and black entrepreneurship for me has probably been one of the most greatest things that ever could have happened to me is being an owner and CEO of my own company. Um, it's amazing, and it's a blessing to you know be a part of a a culture of people who who believe in their own brand and believe in their own you know skills and utilizing those into companies and 
and making those impactful in our communities. So, um, yeah, just a little bit about it. I'm a photographer, J. Ron Photography. You can look at me, look me up on Instagram, uh, J. Ron Photos. Um, that's usually how I um, promote um, and do business. So you can contact me through there. But basically, what Basically, what brought me to the skill of photography, um, even besides the business of it, is uh, just the creativeness of having the personal attachment to something that you could use in an art form and displaying it to the community and the culture and everybody. So uh, that, that was just like my personal thing and something I've always been infatuated with was pictures and photography. So I think it was just kind of like hand in hand for me to start my own company and, and build a business. Um, and it's still going flourishing. Um, so I know like Zach, he was saying how I've received my degree in biology um, and I actually want to go to dental school. Um, it just so happened God is, God placed photography in my life for me to construct a business while I'm pursuing um, a whole nother profession. Um, and I guess that just goes hand in hand with black entrepreneurship just because of the fact that you have something that you can use towards even your profession. You know, I want to go to dental school and become a dentist. I can use that to promote my own, you know, patients and, um, you know, my own brand, uh, display my own pictures and on websites and so on. So it, it just goes in hand in hand, but like, it's just a blessing how black entrepreneurship is so important and how you utilize it. Um, and I've like just meeting so many people in this world and meeting so many different individuals that have their own business. Like it motivates me and it, and I, I'm just passionate and inspired by others, which continues me to go. That's why like I'm on my fourth year um, of having a business and it's, it's like a blessing. So I know like I have so many other things that I want to do with my business and, um, so many ideas and stuff. So I think the hardest part for me is the time management. And, um, you know, once you have those ideas and stuff and just putting them out and, and jotting them down and stuff like that. So, um, quick question. When you just first started out, um, and you were getting used to photography, um, how did you start like charging people? Because I know a lot of people have gifts and talents, but they are afraid to charge people because they might not think that, you know, saying what they've done is worth it yet, or they might not feel um, yeah. legitimate yet, even though they might be. How did you um, tackle that? Um, so for me, uh, I guess like one thing I will say before I actually answer that question is, you know yourself. Um, I'm gonna put in there patience, but you know yourself. If you know that your craft excuse me, and your skill isn't, if you believe in your craft, then you can't really put a price on it in the beginning because then that shows that you're just in it for the business purposes and the money purpose. You know, if it's your craft and your skill, then why not offer it off as courtesy of yourself and your peers? So like for me, I was not charging, um, I would say within that first year, I wasn't charging at all. Um, and what's crazy is uh, just with photography, you know, it was just something that I love doing, the inspiration and just, you know, just having a camera and utilizing it and, and showing, showing people that actually can use something as a gift. So, like, yeah, for me, like, I, I didn't charge and I did a lot of, like, events and shot a lot of people and stuff uh, within that first year. And it took for one person to 
take it to a business perspective and wanted to book me and um, talk about all the logistics and stuff. And I think from there, that was kind of a wake up call like, hey, okay, well, this person wants to do business and he doesn't want to do it for free. He doesn't want to feel like this is just a free thing. So, um, you know, I'm going to charge this guy. Um, So from there, like, you know, and just having, I think like for me, that motivated me like, okay, well, this could be a business. Um, So I took it from there. That was their first encounter. But like, I took patience. I did patience with mine and I knew that I believed in myself and actually loved doing photography. So business wasn't really my first First thing, basically. Um, yeah. So, growing up, did you ever have any entrepreneurs around you? Did you have any people that inspired you? Um, or did you just kind of, like you said, take the camera, get offered with the business uh, opportunity and just say, okay, I'm going to do it, even though I might not be the first one? Or I am the first one in my family to have done it. Yeah, man. Yeah, my dad, man. He's like, he's probably like the most humbled well-driven entrepreneur I've ever met. Um, Like, growing up, um, even a little kid, uh, we would just be in these dump trucks, and I'm like, man, like, you know, why are we always in these dump trucks? And it didn't take for me, once I started, once I got able to read and stuff and seeing Ward's trucking on the side of those trucks and really like, oh, no, these are your trucks. And he's like, yeah. And, you know, him having those multiple things and having these, um, employers having people that work for him and um, you know handling stuff and I remember I would go over to um, his house and see him with paperwork all on his desk and him making multiple phone calls and I'm young I'm young adolescent I'm every bit of you know five six seven years old and I'm seeing my dad work hand in hand just non-stop non-stop I think for me like that was probably the most important thing that displayed for me it just like it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked any other way like with your dad being the person to show you what being an entrepreneur and a black entrepreneur what it really takes I think it just motivated me as I grew up like okay well he did something he knew that he wanted to work for himself he knew he wanted to make his own schedule make his own money his own money why not? Why why can't I do that? You know, it's, it's definitely possible. So I think that's probably my biggest, you know, my biggest idol is my dad just because he, you know, he he did it. He laid that foundation. So, you know, it just it just worked out for me. That's kind of like where I just got everything from. I'll just learn. Most definitely. Um, before we get you out of here, man, um, we just I want to touch on um, money saving and not off no funny stuff, but um, Jalen Ward is one of the most uh, illiterate, financially literate people, not when it comes to like reading books and seminars, but when it comes to like action. Um, Jalen, like, where did you get that that discipline with your money? And can you talk to people about how they can be better disciplined with their money? All right, so I'm gonna definitely keep it 100 with y'all. If y'all want to know the one on one, I'm gonna have to charge y'all for the for the inside scoop of how I how I maneuver, but um, just some free game, um, man. Like you gotta hold yourself accountable. You know, you know that as a person, I'm 25 now. So like, you know, even the past five years of in my 20s, seeing my peers and seeing you know my family and everybody, seeing that finances and financial stability is something that's very important. I knew that 
and even just learning through other people, you know, the struggles and stuff like that. I just knew that it's so much stuff to do in this world and it's it's a lot that you can utilize in this world with your resources and being financially stable is probably like the most important pieces to getting to where you're trying to get to. So like for me, man, like I've always had this vision um, since, I mean, going back to being that kid, man, I've always had this vision of being well on, you know, well on in life. And my dad has taught me with that as well. Um, Just the pieces of how to, how to handle yourself and just, being smart with your money, man, being smart with your money. Um, honestly, man, like it's hard. It's hard just because, you know, I'm 25 now you like life happens, you know, stuff, you know, sudden stuff happens and stuff like that. But just putting your channeling your, your mental into a different area of knowing that you can, you can use this time now to set yourself up for a lifetime of, stability um in the finances um and stuff and I think that kind of goes hand in hand with my business as well like that's probably helped me so much to be able to use my business as an asset to fund myself for a long term you know I got so many things I want to do with my business I got so many things I want to do with my profession and just the funding for those things and in my life I, I it just it's just crazy in my head like finance is probably like the number one thing but having that life that I've envisioned, it, it changes so many times, but it's always like, it always roots to the same thing of, of me being happy. And I know like fi- being financially stable is probably like one of the main things that's like important for me, just cause what I've learned from my dad and my fam and stuff like that. So um, yeah, like it, it goes it goes back to my dad. My dad has probably helped me through everything, just the learning factors. No, he didn't have it. You know, it was definitely rough for him and he, showed me, you know, to make sure that I, everything that he went through, his trials and tribulations, I was able to gather those things and really work and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a hard worker, but, like, I've learned. Like, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an observer, so I see all my peoples and all my friends around me and stuff, like, seeing them work and see them do this, do that, and just being, like, silent. Like, I don't broadcast. Like, you don't have to broadcast what you got going on. Uh, money, you know, money-wise, like, you know, that's – that's that's not what I'm about, you know, and um, yeah, like you know, I'm definitely just a guy that's just trying to make it. So. That's what's up, man. Um, thank you for sh- sharing um, your insight. Definitely, man. Um, if you are a father or you are a sister to a man who has a son or a daughter, um, I think Jalen Ward's just testimony real quick shows how important it is to have a father figure in your life, man, because the things that a father does holds weight to the son and to the daughter a hundredfold, man, either good or bad. Um, thank you, Jalen, for stepping in with us, man. Um, thank you, man. Appreciate you. For real. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, same thing, like I said, Instagram, you can, um, my personal Instagram, j.ward underscore underscore, and my uh, photography page, uh, jryan photos. So definitely check me out, hit me up. You got any advice, questions, anything that you can give me, I can give y'all. Um, it works hand in hand. So yeah, I'm definitely for it. any black entrepreneurs. Hit me up because I, shoot, we can help out each other, especially in this world. We got to stick together. So yeah, that's really it.
Yo, thank y'all for listening to the Greater Than Yesterday podcast, man. Definitely check out that HCW Entrepreneur Expo. Definitely take check out Jalen Ward's photography. Um, we were thankful to have 51 Ross, DeAnthony Ross, come through and chop it up with us. Um, and definitely, man, create your own path. Don't be afraid to jump, like my man Chris Bell said, and definitely be greater than yesterday. Check out the podcast. Tell a friend about it. Check out our website, www.greaterinc.win. Again, www.greaterinc.win. And follow us on the gram. Oh, yeah, and the merch, man. Um, we definitely got new merch coming. Um, we got some shorts. We got new shirts. Um, definitely new designs coming your way this summer. Um, and... Oh, and there's a pop-up on the way. Definitely um, in July, we're going to have our first pop-up shop. It's definitely going to be lit. All right? Gone. I find this my funny, man. Mm. This one ain't supposed to be up here. Sometimes I sit alone, I pray to myself. I don't say much. I just stay to myself. In the game mind, like I paid the reps. They say it take money to make money. They never lie, they made money, dropping fries, they hate money, suit and ties, fake money, paying ties, nose runny, paper ties, with a motherfucking tissue. I got a motherfucking issue. With our president, it's evident, convicting niggas with no evidence. Just a system irrelevant, just a system with politics down. Just a system with politics down. Just a system with politics. Sometimes I rewind, sometimes I recline, sometimes I unwind. Get back with a bottle of wine. Trying to recollect my time, reconnect the dotted line. Don't ask what's on my mind, cause I'm drippin', I'm drippin'. Thank you.